This episode of the Blue Collar Real Estate Podcast brought to you by Stacy Mayo and the Scott Miller team at Ruoff Mortgage. Whether you're buying new or refinancing, Ruoff has a solution for you. Hey everybody, Greg Mayo here. Welcome back to another episode of Blue Collar Real Estate. Ryan, we're live at five, and what are we talking about Man, today? I love that, being live at five on a Friday. This is what we do on Fridays right now, Greg. I absolutely love it. It's fun, and uh, we're here to just provide some value about what's going on with all things real estate behind the curtain and construction, real estate, that you name it. That's what we do right now, and so we're trying to pull back the curtain on that, and that's exactly what we're doing today. We're going to pull back the curtain on, man, if you want to get into the business of real estate, actually, what does that look like? Dollars and cents, all of it nitty-gritty style. So that's what we're diving into today, Grant. And I'm excited to talk about this because and I've been in it four years. You've been in it, I don't know, 100 like years or something. 42, I think, maybe. Well, and but here's the thing. <laughs> There's so many misconceptions out there, and especially with HGTV, which, by the way, I'll admit, I watch it occasionally. And my wife and I are watching. There's a couple of good shows on there. We're scrolling through the channel looking for shows and there's actually a show called hgtv i they guess it's like punk i don't know they what that, stole my term yeah i think i had that that phrase coined like a year and a half ago when we started this show i, I can see why my trademark was rejected for it but um, <laughs> but anyway it, it, it the misconceptions on those shows right like house hunters and whatever where a real estate agent shows up and goes hi i am bob let us look at houses right and then they look at three and go oh we'll pick this one and suddenly it, it, it it's ridiculous no and and i think there's so much validity to what those shows do and what they offer but they unfortunately in my opinion a lot of times don't tell the entire story of what the business of real estate actually is right and that's one of the things that i'm going to dive into and i apologize in advance greg warned me about ginky like geeking out on this episode or but, geeking out yeah one. one of those two words right right there but uh but ultimately this is a business it's not showing homes it's not just listing homes it's not putting signs in yards and going on magical tours there's an entire business involved with this and it's it's a really cool business with an infinite amount of opportunity if only you embrace it as that just a business. And that's one of the things when I was doing a ton of training for brand new real estate agents years and years ago at this point, that's one of the things that I always tried to focus on is you have to have a business owner mentality, not just, I get to look at cool homes mentality. And you know, the cool homes mentality is a big, big benefit to it, but it's not what the business is all about. Right. And like Bob Sugar said, it's not show friends, it's show business. <laughs> um, Anybody, Jerry Maguire? Jerry Maguire reference, 1995, Tom Cruise. It's a phenomenal movie. Jason, we got a movie reference Ryan got. <laughs> it's the first one in like 42 episodes, right. I think. First time, first time. <laughs> That's a hell of a win. But no, but you're right. It, it first and foremost is a business. Yep. And uh, you, you'll probably know this off the top of your head. If you don't, it's not your fault. I'm putting mm -hmm. you on the spot. But in any given market, what percentage of real estate agents say there's a 10,000, there's close to 10,000 in the indie market mm -hmm. now. What percentage of those agents actually do most of the work? So here's a really interesting statistic. And and I've not looked at this in the last six months, so it may have changed in the last six months, you know, according to our, you know, Indianapolis Real Estate Board here, you know, called MyBoard. But uh, in, you know, with MyBoard, 83% of all people that get into the business of real estate, so again, 83%, so if you're not good at math like me, that's eight, 83 out of 100 people that are in this business today will no longer be in the business in three years. 
Okay. That's insane. So that's a rather healthy turnover rate. But here's what's interesting about that. Okay. There's a book that I always have encouraged real estate agents to read. It's called The E-Myth Revisited by a gentleman named Michael Gerber. And this book came out a long, long time ago now. But what it does is it breaks down the businesses of why small or, you know, it breaks down the details of why small, small businesses don't succeed. It, it's truly a plan. You have to have a plan for how you're going to run a business. And the business of real estate is just that. If you are, are a realtor, real estate agent, you are running your own individualized business. And there's so many awesome ways to grow and leverage that business. But you have to accept the fact is I don't show homes. That's a piece of the puzzle that I right. do. I'm a business owner and I have to put on my business owner cap. And you have to understand the dollars and cents. You have to understand money coming in, money going out. You have to understand how do I delegate my time? You know, uh, Ryan Surahant, he's an agent that I follow real well that's grown. You know, he is the biggest real estate agent in you know all of New York. He's on HGTV. He's one of those agents. But, you know, he's like, you have to break your day, day down into finder, keeper, and doer time. And I couldn't agree with that more. And here's what I mean by finder, keeper, and doer time without <laughs> geeking out too much here, Greg. Too late. As I'm a, kidding. Go ahead. But truly this, as a business owner, I'm talking to anybody who wants to open up a small business right now, okay? There's three things that you have to pay attention to. You have to go find new business right now, right? right. Okay, so that's your finder time, okay? You have to go find people that you can do, you know, provide a value for, a service for, that you can do business with. We'll talk about what that looks like as a real estate agent here in a minute. There's a, lots of ways to do that, okay? There's the, your keeper time, okay? Your keeper time is I have to break down, okay, how am I going to, like, manage my business? You know, in real estate, that's managing transactions, dealing with appraisals that mm -hmm. don't come in on time. That's, you know, that's dealing with, you know, a buyer that all of a sudden their lender didn't tell you they couldn't close the day that they're supposed to close. That's your keeper time. you got to manage the business of real estate, okay? And then there's, your you know, your doer time, which is when you have to go make things happen. You have to talk to people about you know, the business of real estate, you have to go out and manage the entire business of real estate. So you have to take all of that into consideration if this is what you want to do as a career. So wait a minute, doer time is not when you pour a glass of 12 year doer scotch. Well, it could be if that person that you're sitting down with <laughs> happens to be a phenomenal referral source that can send you other business down the road, you know. Hey, can we put that book back up for just a second? So I just want to it. He's getting to it. But yeah, it's it's the E-Myth Revisited by, by Michael Gerber. And if you're not on, you know, if you're listening to this on iTunes or Stitcher right now, go on YouTube and you can see this book or just, you know, Google it. But again, it's called the E-Myth Revisited. Go ahead. And, and I'll put it in the show notes. Um, but I just even if you're not in real estate, I just think this is an important book. If you're thinking about starting any kind of business to go ahead and read. And, you know, the guy started the baby food empire. So <laughs> I'm just kidding. Different guy. I think it's a different All right, guy. So, so let's get into first. Mm -hmm. um, let's say you decide you want to be an agent. Yeah. So th it, there's a cost involved. There's a cost of time and money to get licensed, right? Two things. So yeah, you're absolutely right on that. So I can't speak for other states. You know, right now, you know, my wife is licensed in California. I'm licensed here in Indianapolis, as well as you are right now as well. And, you know, but there are costs associated with simply obtaining the ability to do and practice real estate. So looking at that simply, you know, you can get your license that can take you anywhere from two weeks to a year, depending on if you do it online or if you do it, you know, in an accelerated course, you know, both are great options. Okay, but it's gonna cost you around 600 bucks to go through yeah. the course and actually, you know, pass, you know, pass the course, which allows you to take the state test. The state tests cost around 75 bucks or so, maybe 65 bucks. But you know, right now you're less than a thousand bucks all in, right? And right. now you've got the ability to get a real estate license and practice real estate. And it can stop right there. But now you have to start asking your questions, 
you know, what do I want to do with this license? Well, and if I can, we can just back up for a minute. So in Indy, you have to get, get, take 90 hours of classroom, right? 90 hours of classroom time, yeah. When I did it, I was still, I still owned a home inspection business. And <clears throat> I did the two and a half week boot camp, they call it. Yeah. And in that two and a half weeks, I inspected 28 homes. Longest two and a half weeks of my life. I can imagine because you're taking in so much information in that two and a half week period. I mean, I did this coming right out of high school. I took the two week class as well. And and if you don't know much about real estate, I don't advise this class because it's it's such a in you know, you're drinking, you know, from a fire hydrant, right? Right. You know, that's what it is, because it's all this information, it's all this knowledge, all these terminologies. Everything you need to know to pass the state test is coming at you full force in two weeks. Now it can be done. And I know many agents that have passed that course and just killed it. They've done well and exceeded, you know, after passing it. But it's a full time commitment to do it. Yeah. Um so I just wanted to share that because that still when I think about it, I get it like a tick. Um, you had a rough week or two there, it seems yeah. like. <laughs> and I, you know, well, anyway, so all it good. was kind of tough. But so, all right, so now I got my license. I passed the test. Now what do I do? Cool. So now you've got to decide what do I want to do next with this license. So you've got the ability. Here's what I love, love, love about real estate, right, is there is so many paths that you can take. You know, if you want to, you know, help people rent properties, property management is a great, great path that you can take. I know many successful people, you know, players property management here in Indianapolis, they do a great job. He's a great guy. You know, so property management is a path that you can take. Okay? You can get into, you know, helping buyers and sellers, you know, traditional real estate, you know, similar to what you and I do as well. Yeah. There's commercial real estate. If you want to help people lease commercial properties or you want to help a business come into town there's all these things that just simply by getting that license you now have the ability to do okay i'm going to focus for this episode because that's what you and i do is residential real estate you know we'll focus on that for this episode but you know if you want to practice residential real estate you don't have to join the local real estate board and there's you know three of them that i'm aware of here in central indiana Wow, three. Three of them. You know, wow. if you're, you know, if you draw, I always tell people, you know, if you want to sell homes within about a 30, 40 mile radius of central Indiana, cool. You can join this one board, which costs about 2000 bucks a year. Okay. And if you want to sell homes just north of that, well, you got to join another real estate board because now you've got to get access to their MLS. You've got right. to get access to their tools and systems and the small, you know, details of how they work. So long story short is, you know, you and I just work within that one major real estate board. So as a real estate agent, you have to budget for around $2,000 in just fees to get started, right? right? So now we're around 2,500 bucks all in, and now you've got full access to search for every home, all the tools and capabilities that any real estate agent does. So you can get everything started and you're all in right now about 2,500 bucks and call it anywhere between two weeks and maybe a couple months worth of time, depending on, you know, your availability. But I've also got to be thinking about, again, because this is a business, not a hobby. I got to be thinking about how am I going to attract business? What kind of advertising dollars, dollars am I going to spend? Is it going to be on social media or with one of the web servers like Zillow or Realtor.com? Realtor.com, there you excuse go. me. I got to buy yard signs. Um, there's a, there, so there's a lot of expenses. I, I always tell people, kind of factor in about three grand out of pocket. That's going to get you really close. I always tell people all the time, you know, if they're coming in to join the business or if they're just kind of looking at making a change, even, you know, from one, you know, you know, one brokerage to another, you know, you've got, all, you know, a lot of those similar expenses, such as, you know, like you said, yard signs. You know, yard signs. There's a dollar expense associated with those, mm -hmm. maybe forty to one hundred and fifty bucks, depending on how nice you want that to be, and if you want somebody else to install it for you. You know, so there's all these little things that you have to take into consideration. You know, you've got lock boxes. You know, if you have a friend that wants to sell their house, how are you going to allow agents in? 
you know, how are you going to deal with those phone calls? You know, are you going to hire a showing service to you know, manage those phone calls, texts, and emails? Or are you going to handle that responsibility yourself? Well, that has an additional expense yep. associated with it. So there's all these little details that, you know, a lot of times agents don't take into consideration when they're first getting started that can truly nickel and dime you to death. You know, I call it being $400 to death as a business owner. It's like, well, shoot, I got to buy a printer. I got to buy this. I got to buy that. I got to buy this. Now, all of a sudden, every single month, you're getting $400 to death. Yeah. You know, but as a business owner, you have to take that into consideration. And you have to factor in, unless you get super lucky and something happens, I tell people that are looking to get into the business, factor that for 90 days, if you do everything exactly right the first 90 days, you'll start making money. Mm -hmm. But if you don't, if you pedal fart around and, and whatever, um, but by and large, 90 days, you're not going to make shit, uh, squat. Squat. That's a, <laughs> that's a better word. You really didn't stop yourself, but you did a good job there. Man, you slipped before I did on this episode. I'm like excited. That's like it. a first. What are we on? Episode 37 <laughs> or something? Um, so I got my license. I'm, I've joined my board or whatever my realtor board is. Realtor. Realtor. Um, now I get to figure out what kind of brokers do I want to go with. All right, so I love this topic, okay? And I truly believe this. I'm looking in the camera right now, and that is I truly believe that every brokerage is a good fit for somebody, okay? I and, like that. And, you know, Greg, you and I are, you know, with a brokerage called EXP. It has a lot of good platforms. It has a lot of good tools, but it's not perfect, you know, like no brokerage is. You know, there's other brokerages out there that have great sense of, like, you know, community where, you know, they've got a central office. People come together, and if you value that, and growing your business, that's available with other brokerages. So I think you, you know, when you're out there interviewing and t having conversations, I'm gonna back the truck up two steps here, okay? And preface what I'm gonna say next with this, is that everybody's taught to ask this one question when they're interviewing brokerages, and that's what's your split, okay? Right. Well, that's, that, that's kind of a very novice question because if you don't know how to buy something, you automatically revert to the lowest common denominator, which is how, how expensive is it, right? Right. Which is your commission split. Well, what kind of value can that broker actually provide to you? Such as, you know, you brought this up a minute ago. How are you going to actually generate business? Because I know you love people and I know you love talking to people and you've never met a friend that you don't know. But guess what? They also probably know four other people that have their real estate license right. that may have been doing it longer than this past month. So you have to take all of those factors in consideration because now, guess what? You have to earn a living based on helping people buy homes, sell homes, et cetera. So how are you going to do that consistently every single day? Well, there's brokerages out there that have great great platforms to help you do that quicker than others. There's tools that can be, a, be made available with certain brokerages that can make that better than others. You know, as an example, you know, you and I are with eXp. We, you know, get for $85 a month. That's a cost of doing business. Yep. But we also get this amazing platform that allows us to streamline so many pieces of our business, such as, hey, if I run a Facebook ad, where do those people go next? How do I capture their information? How do I follow up with them? all the little details of running a business that you have to take into consideration that are also monthly expenses as a business owner you have to factor for. And uh, <clears throat> I think it's important to note, so when I got my license, I probably sat down with six different mm -hmm. brokerages. Um, you become fresh, fresh meat, if you will. Absolutely. And that's okay, but a lot of brokerages are just worried about putting butts in seats. And here's why. And I want to, again, pull back the curtain on that right now, again, and just absolute transparency with this is, is they're, they're all about that because they, they make money whether you sell a house or not. Right. Okay. If you're getting charged a monthly fee, 
to be there. Or a desk fee. Okay, or, or a yeah. desk fee or something. Okay, that is a piece of the puzzle for how that specific brokerage makes money. And I'm not saying that's a bad business model because it's a business model. Okay, if you want to go to an office, that office space costs money. Okay, it costs somebody money. It has to come from somewhere, right? So all of that being said, how are you know, where's that going to come from and how are you going to do that? Okay, you've got to make sure that you're working for a broker that's going to be able to accommodate your needs. So if going into an office and being around people is, is a piece of that puzzle, you have to be prepared to maybe take a little bit lower commission split because that piece of the puzzle costs money versus you work for a cloud-based brokerage like you or I, guess what? That doesn't exist. So now you can get a higher commission split right from the get because you don't have that overhead of a physical office. And and we'll get into what that looks like if you're going to go that cloud route because you, you and I know there are some challenges. We'll get into that here in just a second. But I also want to share with people, um, everybody's going to say the same thing mm-hmm. that you sit down and talk to. This is what we'll do for you. And this is who we are and blah, blah, blah. I know when I did it, a lot of people were like, well, you know, we have a national reputation. And I just want to share with you something that a guy at a place you and I used to work shared with me. And that is most people aren't going to use you based on the brokers you work for. Mm-hmm. They're going to use you based on whoever you are. Um, and if they don't know you, then what they get to know about you. So to me, um, I went the traditional route for not like some of them that are still stuck in the 80s, but the more traditional route for the first three years. Um, opportunity came up with the EXP. There was, like you said, all the training opportunities, all the client management opportunities. It just was a good fit for me. And yeah. when, what's funny, nobody even knew when the hell COVID was a year ago when I joined over. Ooh, dude, tomorrow, my one year anniversary. That's awesome. What? Congrats. Anyway. Um, nobody really even knew what it was, but when the, all this happened and all of a sudden everybody's working from home and doing virtual meetings, our company was already set up doing that. We were literally doing that for the last year. Yeah. So it was a seamless transition into, and it <clears throat> literally didn't change anything about how we work, which was awesome. So, so no, let me, let me ask you this now, cause I love, I, I'm teeing you up and you're, you're just knocking them out of the park. It's great. So you're going to start and it doesn't matter what brokerage you're with for the next question. I mean, it really doesn't. Um, but the question is, do you have the mind of an entrepreneur? And I want you to talk a little bit about what that means. This is so pivotal because, you know, you can be successful in this business and maybe not be an entrepreneur, but, you know, you're going to be working for somebody versus owning your own business. Okay. And here's what I mean by that is, is if you don't want to own the responsibility of every single day, I have to go out and, and create my business, doing that doer work I talked about earlier. You know, you got to go out and do the hard work. You got to like do the inspection responses. I mean, I had to do a roof repair the other day, basically for free to keep a deal together. You know, if you're not willing to go do that work, man, this may or may not be the best fit for you. And maybe you go work for, you know, an agent as a showing agent, or you help manage transactions for that person, but you work for more of a, you know, salaried position. But if you really want to seize the opportunity that exists in real estate, you have to have that entrepreneur spirit. You have to always be looking for solutions. You have to always be asking yourself, how can I make this happen? And then here's what's beautiful about the business of real estate. And I'm sure this exists in other businesses as well. There's always somebody that has paved the path before you. Yep. And in the business of real estate, all you have to do is copy their, their, their entire formula and then show up every day and do that. And that's what I love about this because, you know, and I'll tell you a quick story, but you know, in, in real estate, I had some really successful years, but I need, you know, I'd kind of plateaued, you know, we were doing right around $10 million a year for, you know, a couple of years in a row. And it's like, man, what's it take to get that next step? Well, for me, it was delegating out some responsibilities. Well, and that came from hiring a coach. I hired a coach that's like, dude, you're literally wasting all of your, you're wasting four hours of your, 
of your day doing stuff like putting you know transactions into you know into the computer you're managing your cash flow over here what if you hired somebody that does that all better than you that's going to show up and work for 20 hours a week and manage all that so you can just simply look at a report and then you can go do what you do which is talk to people negotiate deals show homes and list homes the things that actually make you money in this business mm-hmm. so and and that was a breakthrough moment because then we were able to literally double my business the next year and i worked less but it was leverage it, it was understanding the dynamics of leverage and that was hiring a coach that had just simply done it before me and that's what i love about real estate is you can go find those people in any facet of the business yeah that will help you do this and yeah maybe you have to pay them a little bit but hell i mean everybody nobody has a problem paying to go to college right well pay to get an education in something specific that's going to be able to help make you money today and right. that's that's what hiring a coach does and i could not be more emphatic about that you know of all the people i've ever talked to in my life that have you know achieved good success rarely do they have somebody that you know they figured it all out all out on their own they generally always are hiring somebody to help them get there quicker well and i'll give you a, a great analogy for that now, when i was 17 my mom gave me a guitar then one one i'd play trombone and band I started playing trombone, funny to note, um, because I thought, what do chicks like? They like musicians and guys in uniform. So I played trombone Especially and joined the marching the band. Especially trombone, right? <laughs> yeah. So I joined the marching band, and um, that didn't work. But anyway, so I, I got a guitar, and I went and took a lesson. And the guy put a piece of music in front of me and, and said, learn this song, and we worked on it. Went home, practiced, came back the next week, played it for him. He went, oh, good. Put another piece of music in front of me. And I went home, and I thought, why am I paying this guy? I'll just teach myself guitar. So I did um, for years. And, and little stuff like I learned a Tesla song once, and, and it, it's a D minor chord, but you're finger picking, right? Well, I'm learning it, and I'm moving my fingers as fast as I freaking can, and I can't keep up. And I get it's Frank Cannon, right? I know what mm-hmm. you're thinking. But I can't keep up. Well, then it hit me. Wait a minute. That, I could just do that and then pick. My point is what I learned in six years of teaching myself guitar I figured out 10 years later that I could have learned in a year of lessons that's by it. letting the guy that did it before me, just what you're saying. And that's exactly it. And here's the thing that so many of us, and, and I'm raising my hand higher than anybody else in the room right now. And that is that, you know, I love to figure it out on my own. I, I love to be that guy that's like, I don't need your help. I got this. Okay. And that for forever was, you know, was Ryan Herget. And then it was, you know, I met my first real estate coach, which was Tim Harris. And and he literally just showed me a couple things by asking me a couple good questions and kind of stopping me in my tracks and realizing that, oh, my gosh, I don't have this. What if I did this just a little bit differently? What could that look like in a year? And it made just a tremendous difference in how I approached the business of real estate. And, you know, he was the one who showed me that, hey, having a team maybe isn't the most profitable way for you to run this as a business if profit is your goal. Yeah. You know, and and so he opened my eyes to a lot of a lot of new dynamics, taught me a lot of new skills in a very short period of time. And one small little piece of that that made all the little difference. You know, we all love to like, you know, you know, give Peyton Manning as an example, all these accolades for all the film he watches. Oh, he's always the first in. He's the last out. Right. He's watching all the film. He knows what's going to happen before it happens. He sees the defense. He knows what audible to call. Right. Well, guess why he knows that? Because he watches the darn film. Well, in real estate, you can do the exact same thing. It's called listening to your phone calls. It's called recording an appointment and going back Mm -hmm. and watching the film. And the first time I ever did this, it was – first, it was excruciatingly painful to listen to, number one. Okay, but then the second thing it was, it was, wow, I have all these isms. And if I get nervous, I'll say the word so. 
And if I get excited, I start talking too fast. And then a coach can really help you walk through the nuances of pacing, toning, listening, stopping, accentuating a point over here, and answering a question and quit saying the word so after every single sentence, right? And that's what a coach was able to help me do so quickly. And that's how I was able to double my business in a 12 month period of time. You know, so that's what a coach can do for you. And that's what I think so many people that are getting into the business of real estate neglect to do. And, and that's why Abe Lincoln was such a prolific speaker because he watched the film. Yeah. I read that on the internet, it's gotta be true. <laughs> um, let, let, let me circle back around for just a second on the entrepreneurial thing. Mm -hmm. Unless you pick one of the routes you talked about. If, you, if you're just coming in to be a traditional real estate agent, um, you're not gonna be an office manager for somebody or take a salary as a showing agent. Um, so, you're, you're a 1099 employee, which means you're self-employed. Mm -hmm. Now, that also means you have, not only do you get paid straight commission, but you have to manage your expenses. You have to track your miles. Yep. Um, if you take a client out for a cup of coffee and a piece of pie, you gotta track that, right? Absolutely. So there's, there's all that, and when I say entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial spirit, easy for me to say, when I say that, yeah, I'm talking about the sort of ideal of an entrepreneur, but I'm also talking about the nuts and bolts of doing the doing the do every day. And that's that keeper time I was talking about earlier. It's you have to figure out how to keep your money, right? Because in real estate, you're going to get calls. How many calls a day right now do you get from somebody that says, hey, I was looking at your profile online and I could help you sell this listing faster. I could help you generate more leads quicker or I could do anything yep. better, faster and quicker for you, right? All freaking day long. All day long, right? Because that's what everybody's selling. Well, if you are a brand new agent, man, that sounds awesome. Wait, I don't have to go talk to people that I don't know. I don't have to go do open houses. I don't have to you know, call FISBOs and expireds. That sounds awesome. Well, guess what? That awesomeness comes with some dollars and cents attached to it. And then you still have to follow up with those people and build a relationship and earn trust and build value. So, and, and those dollars make no sense. Um, but that's that's what I'm saying, though, is nobody is is right. That was a Larry Holmes. <laughs> Never mind. But that's what I just so want agents to appreciate is is that there is a business acumen to this that you have to take into consideration because it's not just it, it's not just selling homes to your friends and family. So we're talking about business, and pardon me why I adjust my glasses. We're live, Jason. Can't cut that out. You're fogging up a little bit over there. Um, yeah, it's weird. Anyway, <laughs> so it is a business, and that leads me to my next question. Can I do this part-time? I think, yes, you can. Yes, I, I think anything is possible. Give me your real answer. I think anything's possible. Now, if you're going to do this part-time, you better have an exceedingly high level of self-discipline and your ability to show up on time and do exactly what you say you're gonna do every single time. Because without that, it's so hard to do part-time. Yep. Now, it can be done. You know, if, if you've got every evening available between six and 9 p.m., absolutely. Because guess what? You're gonna spend the first three weeks of that doing nothing but talking to people and building a pipeline. And then guess what? Most people wanna you know, see homes between six and nine o'clock at night. So guess what? Your schedule is not perfectly open for that. But you've gotta really dedicate a consistent amount of time every single week to doing the business, you know, that finder keeper doer yep. time, you've got to dedicate that. You've got to be super consistent about it. And just like I, you know, I was talking about, you know, before we went on the show, I've been doing a couple things for three weeks in a row and I was just telling you how well it was working. Well, just like anything, you've got to do it consistently over a long period of time to get those results. And yes, you can do it, you know, part-time, but you better be planning on, you know, if you don't have any money and you want to do it part-time, you better be doing open houses every Saturday and Sunday, or you better be doing something to talk to people about real estate. Otherwise, I promise you, it's tough to have enough friends and family. Now, now wait a minute. 
wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I got to take exception with this because my theory is if I get my license and I get signed up with a brokerage and I just post on social media that I'm a realtor, everybody that knows me on social media is going to call me, right? Well, and, and, and perhaps they could, yes. I would say that come on, dude. That 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 uh, <laughs> those efforts, if done repeatedly every single week, are going to make your chances of selling those people a house substantially better. But at that being you know, all, all of that being said, all of the people that you know on social media, I want you to do this: t t take five minutes and go pick five people, and then go look at their mutual friends on Facebook or Instagram, and how many other of those friends happen to be real estate agents, because now they are your direct competition. Yep. And now you've got to find a way to do it better, faster, or cheaper than those people. Otherwise, those other people are going to get that business. Jason, I keep trying to get him cranked up, and he won't fall for it. What? <laughs> you keep giving very good answers. <laughs> keep trying to get you to. <laughs> um, he's so relaxed, almost as if he's got a couple of adult beverages in him. What? I don't know what you're talking about. This is like si, a diet agua. Pepsi, I think. Um, funny story about that. So I got my license. And I posted on social media and I was trying to fill, finish up a couple big remodeling jobs. And I still have my inspector license and was doing that when I got my real estate license. Um, so I posted on social media though, sent emails out, whatever, kind of kicking the can a little bit, but yeah. still trying to do too much at once, frankly. So I get a call from a buddy of mine. I've known this guy since kindergarten, been friends since junior high, get a call from him. Hey dude, you still do home inspections? I said, yeah, I sell houses too. He went, oh crap. I'm like, oh crap, what? He's like, man, we got an offer accepted on our house. We just bought another one. I wanted you to inspect it. I didn't know you're a real estate agent. By not making those phone calls, I cost myself half a million dollars in business. So I'd love to tell this story. I actually I don't. It's a super painful story. But you know, <laughs> you know, fast forward what five years. Colonoscopy, now it's it? a lot funner. Here, or, no, not not that story. That's another story, but point is is you know this is probably four years ago now maybe five years ago now it's 2015 and i had just bought a house it was the very first home i ever bought well i went through some life life changes ended up moving back into this house and you know is a community where i bought this house for one hundred and thirty two thousand dollars back in 2003 so you know it, it you know was a first time home buyer starter home moved back into this house and i say all that to say this I, I was that neighbor that literally never talked to his neighbors. Like I was pulling the driveway, garage door up, hit the button before I even pull all the way in, garage door down, just like, you know, I'm focused in my own little world, right? Mm -hmm. Well, and that was awesome until, so I am out mowing my grass one Sunday afternoon and my neighbor's painting his trim and I'm like, oh, don't look at him, don't look at him, don't look at him. And then you finally make eye contact and I'm like, ah, oh, shoot, I gotta go talk to this dude, right? Well, he ended up being super effing cool. Cool guy, he was my age, cool as, I mean, we ended up having a beer talking. He's like, I'm like, what are you doing here, man? And he's like, oh, we're getting ready to sell the house. And I'm like, oh, that's not awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so there was an agent sign that goes in the yard there. And he was buying a $345,000 new house. So I just lost out on about $550,000 worth of business right there. Oh, and then the story gets even better. I took a picture of this and I, I presented this in a sales meeting about why you do exactly what you were just talking about. So no joke, two weeks later after that, well, this one's pending, right? Boy, the other neighbor's sign goes in the yard. And they go to school with my son. <laughs> they go to school with my son. It's not their job to know that I do real estate. It's my job to educate, to, to like bring value to them, right? And so another real estate sign goes in the yard. So between both of them, that was a painfully expensive month of people that 
wow, had I just simply let the world know a little bit yep. more consistently about what I do every day, that would have been a much better next month. <laughs> which which kind of loosely segues me in. That's a good talk. And I haven't had anything to drink, which segues me into another option. Maybe you should start. <laughs> Maybe that's the key. Where's the bourbon? Um, so you're getting into real estate. Talk about having thick skin. Man, this is fun. So one of the things that I do training on all of the time with, with, with new real estate agents is you have to go through the exercise of getting beat up a little bit, right? Because is everybody in the world ever gonna tell you yes every single time? No, that's not gonna happen. No. And in fact, here's what the, the numbers say, okay? If you're calling people that you don't know and talking to them about real estate, one out of 100 of those people is going to have a positive conversation back with you. Now, if you develop some skills and you learn how to ask good questions back to those people, mm -hmm. you know, as an example, everybody you talk to, you know, Greg, every time you walk into Best Buy, what's the first question they ask? Can I help you find anything? To right. which your response is what? Nope, just looking. Just looking, right? Well, guess what? When you're doing real estate, that's what everybody's response is all of the time. So you have to, to develop the skills and figure out how to get around those stalls and objections that people throw up. Right. But guess what? You can do that. So a good real estate agent, you know, is going to help nine out of those hundred people. Well, guess what? That means you're still getting punched in the face 91 times out of 100 if you're awesome at this job, like exceptionally awesome at this job. You're getting punched in the face 91 out of 100 times. And not to mention, if something goes wrong with the client during a transaction, you have to remember, if you're watching, Ryan knows this, but you have to remember this is a very emotional process for people, buying and selling houses. Something goes wrong, the first person they're going to blame is you, it the is. agent. Most people are not looking in the mirror as things don't go well during a real estate transaction. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, you know, I say that jokingly, but yes, you know, you know, simply put, real estate is expensive, it's emotional, and it's infrequent. And that is a perfect cocktail for frustration and like boiling points to tip quickly. Yep. And, and, and that's all gonna go on somebody and your ability to manage expectations as a real estate agent, which comes with time and experience, not by going through a class. You know, your ability to manage those expectations is your ability to throttle those, those emotions that people go through because you can set them up, or not set them up, but you can set, you know, set an expectation for here's what's gonna happen next. Right. And here's what's gonna happen next. And here's what's gonna happen after that. And oh, and if that happens, here's how we're gonna handle it. That comes with time and experience. And, and so you have to have thick skin to absorb the blows. You also have to have a little bit of ability of a counselor. On the back end, because that, here's the That thing. would have been well, cool if... There it is. It just pointed to it. There it is. Who is that? That's that's Sigmund that's Freud. Freud. That's Freud. Fro uh, his friends called him Siggy. Siggy. Um, there he goes. You, you have to have this. <laughs> I just think it's a funny picture. But you genuinely, yes, to your point, a thousand percent, you have to have the ability to be an emotional therapist because that's, you know, there's four things that make you money in this business and really a fifth. And I joke about this all the time, but, you know, there's only four things that pay you in real estate. Doing home searches is not one of them, by the way. Right. It's negotiating deals, which is really kind of number three, but it's listing homes, showing homes, negotiating deals and talking to people about what you do every day. And here's the cool part is everybody has a number. If I want to make X number of dollars, I can literally break down by a math formula how many people you need to talk to every day about what you do every day. It's so cool. And then from there, we can backtrack it. We can reverse engineer it and figure out how to help you get to whatever lifestyle you want to achieve. And see, I take a different tack. Um, whatever anybody says, whatever their objection is, I say, and how did that make you feel? 
And then they respond, and I say, that's because your mother didn't hug you enough as a child. <laughs> no. Um, so to, to kind of wrap this up, because we've actually been riffing for quite a while here, you have to ask the question. Knowing all this information, you have mm-hmm. to ask yourself the honest question. Why do I want to sell real estate? I think it's a great question, because here's a couple things I know about real estate. I've been doing it a long time now. Yes, you can make a truckload of money in this, and the amount of money you make is infinite. You know, is It's truly as big as you can dream. That's what I love about it. I know people that are making seven figures a year that are doing this and running real estate teams doing it, and they're doing extraordinarily well, and that's what they do. So that's definitely there, but that doesn't come with easy money. Just because you're making a lot of money doesn't mean it comes without stress and right. challenges and you know things that you have to solve. So the opportunity to make great income is there, but you're going to have to develop some skills in order to do that effectively without driving yourself into the ground doing it. You know, a couple other things is you know if you do love homes, that's super helpful. But you're also going to have to know more about how to, de- you know, than just how to decorate a house because you're going to have to deal with things like inspections. You know, Greg, you and I had an inspection on a property we're working on together where there was literally every single thing wrong with this house from roof to foundation to plumbing to electrical to structural items. And in fact, I think there was radon too. And so you have to be able to <laughs> deal with all this stuff. You have to know contractors that can deal with this. So there's a lot more to it than opening doors and talking to people about the pretty stuff. Right. Because after the pretty stuff comes the, you know, the motion of, okay, I just bought this house. Now the inspection's not perfect. What next? So right. that's what we do. That's that's where I tell people we really go to work as real estate agents. And in fact, I even am as bold to say this to anybody you help anymore is that I don't help you find homes. You've got Zillow, Truly, Realtor.com and every single app out there that sh- sends you stuff faster than I can, even if I'm paying attention to it. Yeah, perhaps I might be able to send you an idea or two that isn't on market because I'm doing this every day. But ultimately, you've got access to every single thing that I do. It's my job to help manage what happens next. Right. That's and that's the thing. And to, so to me, the biggest thing is, yeah, we all want to make money. We all want to provide for our families, buy a boat, whatever. But the biggest thing is if you do not have the desire to help people and you don't have the ability to help them patiently navigate through this stressful process, it may not be the right gig for you. Well, and, and that's exactly it. And and that's one of the things that, you know, as you and I have been doing this show, one of the things that, uh, that you know, has really become, you know, stood out with me or been amplified is, you know, how much I truly want to help people with their houses and help, you know, help them get their houses either A, ready to sell or B, make improvements to it so that they can enjoy that house even more. You know, I want to help my customers with more than just helping them buy and sell. And that's a big part of why, you know, you and I do a lot of the construction work that we do as well, because I love helping people, you know, with the education of their houses and how to take care of this. You know, we just put in tile flooring for somebody in a house. I love being able to help connect people with that and and show them how they can not only own a house, but also use that house as a vehicle to whether make money or turn it into an investment tool to, you know, you'll be a rental property down the road, which is also kind of making money. But but houses are awesome. And I love what houses can provide for people because they're a great vehicle to get to wherever the hell you want to be in life. I couldn't agree more. Obviously, I've been doing something with houses my whole adult life. Um, sometimes living in them. <laughs> but look, we probably need to put a bow tie on this thing. I'll let you tie that one because I'm not very good at tying bow ties. Well, let me, I did I, watch a couple of YouTube videos about tying regular ties. I've got that down pretty well at this point. So, full Windsor? Like full Windsor. Oh, like yeah. That, there's that video on there. It's like big and fluffy. It's yeah. awesome. Hell yeah. It's very. I don't oh. wear ties anymore. So as a not a skill I really need. I don't either. Days. Weddings and funerals. <laughs> that's about it. Um, and depending on the funeral. But anyway. We digress. So, yeah, that doesn't happen ever. Hey, there you are. Um, if, if, if you're thinking about getting into real estate, we just we wanted to share some th- things with you to consider. If you have questions, um, you want to know more about 
our brokerage or what Ryan and I do, contact either one of us, put a comment down there in the in the comment section. Comment section. In the comment section. <laughs> but yeah, reach out to Greg. We'd love the opportunity to have a, have a conversation. You have questions. And again, I, I, I hope everybody sees that, you know, Greg, you and I are about as transparent as we can possibly be. Again, all our, this entire show is about pulling back the curtain, showing the nitty gritty about what are all things associated with real estate, just yep. like any blue collar industry would be. And that's, that's, that's what we're doing. So anybody has questions, we're here to help. Anything else for this episode, man? No, if I don't get off here pretty quick, I'm going to be late to my showing on the north side. All right. So that's it for this episode, everybody. Appreciate everybody's time. Hope you all all have a good Friday. Thank you. Have a good weekend.